Amen. Let the church say amen. amen. Mansion, robe, and crown. One of these days, even though the Lord said there will only be a few that will receive it. But you know what? It's available to those who are willing to deny themselves and then pick up their cross and follow Jesus. He, didn't, he said there will only be a few, but you could be among those few. He didn't say who was disqualified at this point other than those that reject the gospel and obey not his will. But we as members of the body, you know what? We have the opportunity to be among that number to receive that mansion, robe, and a crown. The scripture text was read into your hearing. Very good one, Kyrie. Very good one. Kyrie had asked me, what's the scripture? I said, just pick something out. And man, he picked out something very good. Luke chapter 7, verse 44. And he turned to the woman and said unto Simon, seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou gavest me no water for my feet, but she had washed my feet with tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou gavest me no kiss, but this woman, since the time I came in, had not ceased to kiss my feet. Makes you wonder who was the Christian and who wasn't. Kind of, kind of backwards, isn't it? Jesus says, my head with oil, thou didst not anoint. But this woman had anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins. Listen to what Jesus said. Which are many. Which are many are forgiven. For she loved much. But to whom little is given, is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven. Boy, what a feeling. If I was to ask you right now, do you remember when all your sins were forgiven? Do you remember the joy in your heart? Do you remember the fire in your soul when you came up out of that watery grave of baptism? Knowing that old things were passed away and all things had become new. Some of us had done a bunch of lying in our lifetime. We had done stealing. We had done fornicating. We had done a lot of things, a lot of sinful acts. But the Bible says, Paul put it this way. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away and all things become new. He said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. Remember what he said about her. She had many. She had Many. And if anybody knew, Christ knew. Not only did he know how many, he knew what they were. And to be told, your sins are forgiven. And they 
that said it meet with him began to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sin also? And he said to the woman, Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. Thy faith has saved thee. Go in peace. You know, it's a wonderful thing to know you're forgiven. Let me say that again. It's a wonderful thing to know you are forgiven. But people still struggle today with forgiveness. And I'm not talking about with somebody else, anybody. I'm talking about people still struggle today with forgiving and believing and understanding. They are forgiven in Christ. The reason I say that. If you truly understood the power of forgiveness, knowing that what you did in the past don't even register on God's account anymore. Man, we would be the most rejoiceful, happiest people walking around when you stop and consider some of the stuff we had done. To be given a clean slate, to be given the opportunity to start over, we should be the most happiest people in the world. Knowing that there were things that I did in my life that you know what? Only God knew about it and now even God don't even care about remembering it anymore. That's powerful, folks. That's a wonderful blessing. And the problem with us is we tend to go back and dig up stuff when God has left it alone. We have to move on, folks. We have to move on because we are forgiven. We always quote and talk about we're royal priesthood. We're chosen generation, all that stuff. But we're also a forgiven people. We are also a forgiven people who must move on from our past because the more we keep thinking about our past, the, we'll end up putting ourselves back in bondage. Talking to a gentleman once, he attends AA meetings. And he said one of the things they acknowledge in the meeting is, you know, they still introduce themselves as an alcoholic. They'll say, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I am. But see, the problem I have with that, I'm not saying you, you don't have to be mindful of what it is that you became addicted to. But what we got to understand is in Christ, it says whatever it was. I'm made new now. You don't you don't need to continue to introduce yourself as an alcoholic, as a recovery. No, I'm a Christian now. I once was bound and shackled because of substance abuse or whatever it was, but in Christ. See, we struggle and we don't want to acknowledge the power of God's forgiveness. God's forgiveness takes us beyond even what we can understand sometimes. Folks love to introduce themselves because of programs and things to acknowledge Hey, I'm still struggling with this. I'm struggling. No, no. In Christ, you are free. Amen. A new creature. 
Why don't people acknowledge that? I don't need to reflect back on what I've been through. I need to acknowledge what I have received. And what I have received in Christ. You know what? It's freedom. Second Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is what? A new creature. I don't, I don't have to add anything else to that. I am a new creature. I, I, look, if, if I did alcohol, that's what I used to do. If I was an abuser, if I was anything else, that's what I used to do. But in Christ, I'm made new. See, whether you want to accept it or not, or whether you want to believe it, the word of God said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. What happens? All things are passed away. All things are put behind. Behold, all things become what? New. You get a new car, you ain't disappointed, you ain't sad, right? Get new furniture, you ain't upset or sad. You get new anything, it, it brings joy and happiness. Where the same goes when God determines and decides when you come out of the watery grave of baptism and he said, you know what? I'm not even concerned about what you did in the past. It's just like when we repent. The Bible said God forgives us as if we never repented at all. He's not keeping record of it. Why should you? If you're forgiven, you move on. But people say, well, I just can't. See, that's your problem. You need to connect with Christ and be of the same mind of Christ and stop having your own individual way of thinking. When we can learn to accept and understand the forgiving power of God, you know what? We can learn to appreciate what abundant living is all about. See, we're so downtrodden and depressed because of material things. We, we, we base our happiness on material things. I can't have that. I can't have that. I'm not happy. I'm not happy. What about the spiritual blessings? When the Bible says all spiritual blessings are in Christ. What about the forgiveness of sin? What about I'm not going to hold this against you anymore? Can you imagine this woman having Jesus to say unto her, you are forgiven. A woman with many sins. We thought, we thought the woman caught in, the, in adultery was the only one who had problems. No, this woman here had been doing some stuff too. And Jesus said, she had many sins. But Jesus said, you know what? Because of her attitude, because of her compassion, because of her love for the Savior, you know what? He said, woman, you are forgiven. And that's why many of us struggle being compassionate, being understanding, being long-suffering, being tenderhearted. Because you know what? 
we haven't truly accepted forgiveness of God within ourselves. And because we haven't accepted the forgiveness in ourselves, it's hard for us to demonstrate forgiveness towards somebody else. God's people, you say amen to the truth. That's why Jesus, listen, listen to how he closes out. Going back to Luke uh, 4. I mean, Luke 7, he said, 49, and they that sat at me and with hunger began to say within themselves, who is this that forgiveth sin? No, let me back on 48. He said, and he said unto her, thy sins are forgiven. And they that sat at me, oh, no, 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 47. All right, 47. Wherefore I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven for she loveth much but to whom little is given the same loveth little see when you don't understand the power and the might of God's forgiveness you don't feel you owe anybody else anything you're not you're not willing to give what you don't feel you have received Oh, I know I said something right there. And that's why many of us struggle with loving one another. That's why many of us struggle in understanding the love of God. Because you know what? We haven't accepted the true package, the total package of God's forgiveness. You want to go to the therapist. You want to go to the psychologist. You want to go to all these folks to help you. No, you need to come to Jesus. You want to learn what true forgiveness is? Yes. Look at him hanging on the cross. Look at him hanging on the cross saying, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. You want to know what true forgiveness is? Listen to what Jesus said. You know what? Deny yourself. Get you out of the way. Then pick up your cross and come on and follow me. You want to understand the power of forgiveness? You need to talk to Jesus. That's who you need to talk to. We're trying to seek out answers everywhere else. But the answer is writing Jesus. When we understand the power of forgiveness and we accept it within ourselves. Folks, then we will understand what it truly means to be free. 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 Because right now, some of us still bound. We're still bound in bitterness. We're bound in our past. We're bound in, you know, what I did when I was a child. And we're still bound in past memories. Folks, you got to let it go. You cannot experience the true experience of Christianity and the love of God. Looking back. We're commanded to press forward to the higher calling that's in Christ Jesus. And he said, nothing about looking back. Look forward. That's where your blessings are. So, folks, I hope something was said to encourage you. And if, hey, you say, if it didn't fit you today, share it with somebody who needed it. Somebody who always talking about their past and they're going to tell them, no, 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 I don't want to hear about your past. Where are you going? 
Where are you going? See, sometimes people don't even think about where they're going. They're so bogged down, all they think about is their past. But your past is just what it is, the past, and it ain't nothing you can do about it. But God gives you life right now. I look at my new brother and sister in Christ right here. They came to the understanding and the decision that, hey, I need help as I maneuver my way and make my way in this life. And they chose Jesus to be the navigator. They chose Jesus to direct their steps and their path in this world of darkness. And you couldn't have asked for a better navigator. Let the past be the past. Paul said, you know what? The whole armor that we are commanded to put on has nothing to do with your back. Everything covers the front. Because God got my back. And if God has my back, I don't have no reason to be looking behind me when the battle is ahead of me. So take your marching orders. Let the past go. Ain't nothing happened to you worse than what happened to Jesus. So you want to pride yourself on talking about what you've been through. Compare your life to Jesus. And if you can say, I've been through more than Jesus, you said something. And guess what you said? You said a lie. That's what you said. Because ain't nobody been through more than what Jesus has been through. Let it go. Forgive yourself. And move on in Christ. If you're here today and you haven't surrendered your will to become a Christian, to do what the Lord has commanded one to do in order to receive this gift of salvation that we talk about, we preach about week after week, day after day, month after month, year after year. Telling men and women everywhere, you got to be saved in order to see God's face in peace. Luke 13 and 3, the Bible says, you know what? Jesus said, I tell you nay, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Verse number 5, he said it again, I tell you nay, except you repent, except you change the way you think, except you change your mind and get your mind out of the world and get it on track with Jesus, you're going to perish. I tell you nay. Except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Folks, those are the words of Jesus. Except you believe I am he, you're going to die in your sins. That's what Jesus said. Except you believe I am he. Why do I need to believe who he is? Because John 14 and 6, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. So if you don't believe who I am, if you don't accept my words, my terms, you know what? Heaven will never be your home. Now you can say that sounds harsh, but guess what? That's the truth. We're living in a world now that people want to call the truth wrong and they want to call a lie the truth. The truth is so harsh 
The truth is so mean. The truth is so dead. But guess what Jesus said about the truth? John chapter 8. It's the truth that will make you free. Amen? Amen? He ain't said anything else that'll make you free other than the truth. So it's up to you to accept it or it's up to you to reject it. Jesus came into this world, John 3. It said he came, the light came into the world, but the world rejected Jesus because the world loved darkness instead of the light. Did that change his purpose because they rejected him? No. Did he still stand on the truth? He was the truth. He is the truth. It didn't change anything about Jesus. People in the world today got this thing that the word supposed to conform to their sinful way of thinking and doing. No, we are to conform to the word. God's word is settled in heaven. And you're not going to make God out of a liar because of how you want to live. Amen. Well, that's just mean. Well, you know what? You're going to die thinking it's mean. But you're also going to die in your sin. And that's the truth. Except you believe I am he. Jesus said, that's how you're going to die. And Jesus said, where I am. You can't come. So one must hear, believe, repent, confess, and be baptized for the remission of their sin. Just as these two precious souls did today. It's not difficult. It just takes a person to make up their mind that I want to follow Christ. You're here today. And you are a member of the church. And you allow listening to the noise and the distractions to draw you off course and everything. Get back on track. Get back on track because it will be worse for you. It will be worse for you to have known the truth and then go back out into the world. than you have not ever known it. Those are the words of God breathed. Uh, scripture. Peter said, having escaped the pollutions of this life only. To return back once again and be entangled therein, he said, it's like the dog returning to his own vomit. He says, better for you not to have ever known than to have learned the truth and then turn away from it. Now you say, that's mean. That's mean. Take that up with God. He breathed it. And he told Peter to speak it. He says, like a nasty dog returning to his own vomit. That's God's view of sin. And that's why he gave his only begotten son that you might be delivered from that nasty mess. Now, if you choose to live in it, that's your choice. You have a free will. But don't knock other people because they don't want to be in the same mess you in. Somebody want to live for Jesus and live right. What's our song, brother? 598. 598 is our invitation song. Let us together stand and let us sing.